0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Revive West Des Moines podcast. I'm Jamie Richards, the young adult minister at Hope West Des Moines. What you are about to hear is the live recording from Revive West Des Moines this past week. We hope you can connect with God and the good life that God has for you through what you hear in this message. Give it a listen. Take a step on this mark and whenever you're ready, go ahead and tell Chadwick what he and the movie mean to you. Uh, Darren here, just want to say thank you so much for making Black Panther. I can't express how much it means to me and in the community and my family. Um, thank you from the very bottom of my heart for all that you've done, um, for really being a hero um, that we really need in a time like this. Thank you so much. Darren, I think there's something wrong with your microphone. Oh! My oh! team! Oh! Oh! my king, my king. My king. Oh! I cannot tell you how much it means to have you step into the role as our king and be holding it with such grace and poise and joy. Um, That was so great. I think we should move in for for a close up of that. Let's get a close up of that right there. I actually saw it four times. I do have a life, but I saw it four times. I saw it once uh, with my girlfriend. Also, I want to thank you for having your suit on for most of the movie, because when your chest was out, she was getting a little excited, and I felt insecure, so thank you for that. Um, And it means a lot to see a movie that's not, like, a black movie, but it's just a great American superhero movie with, uh, you know, people that look like me, so thank you. Yo. (laughs) Oh, okay, 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 okay. What's going on, bro? What's going on, bro? I'm glad that you got your muscles covered again. I'm (laughs) glad that you got your muscles covered, because if you would have been all all brolic and stuff, it would have been weird, because my girl would have seen him be like, why didn't you get his number? So I'm glad. Well, for me, as the the mother of a young son, um, my son's childhood has been defined by Barack Obama and now Black Panther, so thank you. Hey. That's way too much praise, Barack oh. <laughs> Obama. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> you're like no, no, exactly. no, 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 no. You guys, no, you are, no, no. you are, you are gorgeous. Wow. Gorgeous family. That gorgeous. is <laughs> unexpected. Gorgeous for the, we- for the Thank you. Wow. What is a- That is unexpected, she says. Uh, Hello, everyone. My name is Jamie, and I am the Revive Young Adult Minister here at Hope's West Des Moines campus. In case you didn't know, we have Revive happening at other campuses and Iowa City as well. And so, uh, but here you are at Revive in uh, West Des Moines, and I'm the Revive West Des Moines Young Adult Minister. And we're just so glad that you're here. We're kicking off a brand new year. Happy 2022, happy new year, everyone. I can't believe that it's still new year. It feels like that was kind of old news and it, and it kind of is because it's already Thursday, January 6th. We've had almost a week of 2022, but I haven't gotten to say happy new year to all of you. So happy new year. <laughs> Thank you all for being here. Uh, Man, so that clip that you just saw is from one of my favorite late night hosts, Jimmy Fallon, who had people come in, as you saw, and address a poster of Chadwick Boseman, um, the actor who played Black Panther, and tell Chadwick what it meant to them to see him in this movie and to have him be him, just talk to him, and then that unexpected delight of actually having this hero person of theirs actually appear, Uh, this wildly unexpected, like, oh my gosh, can't even believe that this is really happening sort of thing to be able to meet somebody that is so important and so pivotal and has played such a big role in your life. It's so, so fun and so unexpected. And so we're uh, starting this series called Unexpected Beginnings. We're here at the beginning of a new year, and we're going to talk about why 2022 might be a little bit unexpected. Um, but before we do that, we just have a lot to celebrate at the beginning of a new year. And I wanted to take a moment here at the beginning of this worship service or the message at least, and just celebrate some of the really amazing things that are going on. Um, A lot of you, I think, are new tonight, which is really fun and really exciting, and I'm not going to ask you to, like, raise your hand or stand or come up front, and because you're giggling, I can tell that that is reassuring for you, so you're welcome. Um, We're just really glad that you're here. Uh, It's really cool to see new faces and really cool to see what God has been doing here in this community, and I have to tell you, for a little bit of, um, in a moment of self-reflection, I realized that Revive has changed a lot in the last year. So whether or not you were here, um, I'm just gonna show you some pictures and tell you a little bit about Revive a year ago. So a year ago, we were, uh, well, still in a pandemic. I was about to say we were in a pandemic. We're still in a pandemic. Um, But uh, we were doing two back-to-back Revive services because in March 2020, when we went complete, we went completely online for all ministries across Hope. And then six, eight months later, we were able to get back together. We got together outside and then we got back together in this room to start doing a Revive again in person. And because we were masking and social distancing and because the rows were all spread six to Eight to 10, uh, depending on the week, uh, feet apart away from each other. We actually had two different back to back services in this room so that we would have enough space for everybody who wanted to come. And we always, this is just an aside, we always thought that like the later service of Revive would be the service that the young adults would want to come to. But the first service was always full, and the second service had like eight to 10 people at it, which was kind of chill, and I loved it. Um, We definitely learned all of the leadership people around Hope were like, we thought all the young people would love the later service. And I was like, I don't know. They like to go to Monterey afterwards and eat food. So, um, But yeah, so as you can see, the rows were spaced out a lot farther than they are now. There were less people, uh, which makes a lot of sense. People were masked. We had two back-to-back services. And so there's just so much that has changed now. Um, Matthew Barrick, Matt Barrick, who's one of the speakers here at Revive on occasion, and he takes a lot of our pictures. He sent me this picture a couple weeks ago because he'd come to Revive either to speak or because a friend of his was here speaking, and he took a picture from the back. I think this must have been at the second service, but it looks like there was maybe like eight to 10 people here. So pretty chill, pretty far, spread out. Um, Still a lot of really amazing things going on, but definitely had a different vibe than if you were here at Revive pre-COVID hitting. And then the funny thing is he sent me this picture right after our worship night that we did the night before or the week before Thanksgiving, where he took a really similar picture in a really similar spot. And I just, man, I I didn't like cry when I saw these pictures, but what a difference a year makes. What an incredible difference a year makes. And so God is on the move here at Revive. Whether you've been here for a while and you get to see it and be a part of it, or whether you're brand new and you've never been here before, I want you to know you're in the company of a lot of really awesome young adults who are really excited to come together and to worship God together in this community, specifically alongside other people that are here and other people that are online, which I know there's a lot of you online tonight because everyone is sick right now. Like literally everyone is sick right now, either with COVID or with something else. Um, Jacob, our worship leader who just started this summer, you can see him in the top left picture is homesick tonight. He says, hello to you all. Also, hi Jacob, because I know he's watching. So this is just a really awesome place to be. And I, um, just as I was reflecting on what it means to me to be a part of Revive, um, I'm really deeply grateful to be able to be a part of this community and to lead and to serve here with all of you. for that. This also starts year seven for me. I've been doing Revive for six years um, as of January 4th, as of two days ago, and so it's just really bonkers to see how Revive has grown and changed so much of that, and uh, you are a part of that if you're here tonight or if you're watching or listening online. You're a part of what God is doing here, and that's really, 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 really exciting, and also Shameless plug, that if you are looking to get more involved, now is a really good time to help with hospitality team or help with production team or um, audition for worship team or other teams that we have here. It's not just that you would be volunteering or serving and giving, it's that you get to be a part of a really awesome family. How many of you in the room tonight are our volunteers and regulars? Should people be a part of our teams? Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> They're like hesitant, like uh. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yes, you should be a part of our teams here. It's a really awesome family to be a part of. So, uh, so yeah. So we're talking about unexpected beginnings, and I just man, uh, when I think about unexpected things happening here at Revive, I didn't really expect to see this young adult ministry grow in a global pandemic. I didn't really expect to see young adult ministry grow and thrive in a time where not just in a global pandemic, but in a time where not just all ages, but specifically young adults are statistically less interested in being a part of a faith community or worshiping or uh, studying the Bible or learning more about God. And so I just am deeply, deeply grateful for you and for your saying yes to coming to Revive and being. part of what God is doing here because God is on the move here and it's really, really exciting. So we're also talking about unexpected beginnings because it's the beginning of a brand new year. And I don't know about you, but the, the beginning of this year has felt a little bit differently here have been some of my favorite tweets about 2022, uh, starting from the top left. At this point, a new year feels a little bit risky. Like, what about getting a certified pre-owned year? <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, that sounds really great. Or the one in the box. Before I agree to 2022, I wanna read the terms and conditions. Yes, please. Like, tell me what we're getting ourselves into here in this new year. Top right, I love this guy. He's wildly inappropriate most of the time but this one's fine and funny. Uh, New Year's Eve 2020, this is gonna be our year. New Year's Eve 2021, it's fine, back to normal soon. New Year's Eve 2022, dead silence with uncertainty. <laughs> like I have heard no one say 2022 is gonna be my year because everyone is like, walk in very quietly, don't touch anything and maybe we're gonna get out okay. Um, or this last one, may 2022 be the Toyota Corolla of years. Reliable, boring, physically incapable of drama, high mileage, affordable, affordable, fun for the whole family. <laughs> so, we have this wild new year that we are now entering into together, and I think that people really don't know what to expect out of 2022, right? Like what in the world after the last two years that we've been through, what in the world is this year going to hold? And with all of I get the hesitancy and the cautiousness and I'm I am right there with you if that's you. I also have to Um, remind myself that as a person of faith and as the people of God, We are a part of a people of God who have been through really difficult things and God has always showed up and shown off and done really big things in unexpected ways. And so I invite you to consider as we head into this year, what is it that you want for yourself for this year? What is it that you want God to do in your life? What is it that you might be really excited about? What is it that you might be like kind of like uh? cautiously optimistic about like what is this year for you gonna hold if you actually have some control over it or what What would you want this year to hold for yourself? Now, maybe it, um, in our pregame meeting before this with our um, crew that leads and serves up front and behind the scenes, we talked about like, are you resolutions people or not resolutions people? It was really funny to see like some of the people in the room are like, yeah, I make goals. I don't make resolutions or whatever. And then I just don't because I'm a realist, realist and they just like don't work or whatever. <laughs> and so, um, but... When I invite you to think about this question of what do you want for yourself this this year, I invite you to consider more than just like the goals and resolutions that we might make for ourselves. So on the left side, you'll see some common ones like I wanna start my own business or I wanna lose 15 pounds or I wonder if this is the year I meet my boo, you know? Um, But I invite you to consider less about the things that you see on the left side of the screen and more about the things like, man, this year, I would really love to find healing from something that was really difficult like the loss of someone, or like a heartbreak, or something that you're grieving. Or less uh, wanting to lose 15 pounds and more, can I ever kick this thing that I just can't seem to kick? This thing that just haunts me, it follows me everywhere, I can't quite seem to get rid of this one thing in my life that I really would love to get rid of. Less, I wonder if this is the year that I meet my person and more. I actually have like all of this deep stuff going on, this deep anger and I don't know if I will ever find some peace. So when I invite you to think about what do you want for yourself this year, I invite you to think less of a goal or a resolution and more of what is that thing that if this year you could get rid of that thing, that would be a game changer for you. That would be be a whole new thing. That would be a whole new life. So as we get into this whole series called Unexpected Beginnings, we're going to be looking at the unexpected beginnings in scripture that God brought to people who were not expecting it at all. At all. And what happens when God's presence shows up in our life? God's presence is always in our life. We're just not aware of it. But what happens when God shows up in our life in a way that we Not unlike Chadwick Boseman popping out from behind a curtain, in what ways, when God shows up in our life, can we say that is real and that is happening? And oh my gosh, this is mind blowing! So it reminds me of a story, one of my absolute favorite stories from John chapter five. And if you would like to open any Bibles or Bible apps that you might have, and if you would like to follow along, you are more than welcome to. Um, If not, we've got some verses put up on the screen. But we're gonna we're gonna look at this story from John chapter five. And so uh, Jesus is coming back into Jerusalem, and he walks um, into the city of Jerusalem, and inside the city was this pool that was called the Pool of Bethesda, and it was known as a place of healing. It was known um, for its pools and its covered porches, and if you needed healing, you would go and you would sit there, and you would wait until, different translations say a couple different things. Some say you would wait until the water was stirred. Some translations say you would wait until an angel stirred the water, and whenever that happened, whatever that means, we don't know any more than that, um, but whenever that would happen, apparently the first one in gets some sort of healing. They get this thing that they're longing for that they really, really want. And so um, in John chapter five, we see Jesus walking in. Um, it says, crowds of sick people, blind, lame, or paralyzed lay on these porches. One of the men lying there had been sick for 38 years. Jesus saw him and knew that he had been ill for a long long time, and Jesus asked him, "Would you like to get well?" That's a question that I invite you to, to stick with um, as we go through tonight. So actually, the fuller story, I'm risking story like death by PowerPoint or whatever here, but I just want you to see this whole thing all together on one screen. So um, actually, I'll just read the whole thing to you. So one of these men that was lying there had been sick for 38 years, which pause. That is not only longer than revive has existed. (laughs) That is longer than I have been alive. That is longer than a lot of you have been alive. That is a long time to want something. That is a long time to be sick and to be lying and waiting for something to happen that's different to you. So he's been sick for 38 years. I really want the reality of 38 years to just kind of sink in for you to imagine being sick for that long. When Jesus saw him and knew that he had been ill for a long time, he asked him, would you like to get well? What does the man say? The man says, I can't, sir. The sick man said, for I have no one to come. Put me in the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else always gets there ahead of me. Jesus told him, stand up, pick up your mat and walk. Instantly, the man was healed. He rolled up his sleeping mat and began walking. It's this wild story of something that was much bigger than this man had ever been able to do for himself, much bigger than this man had ever had anyone else be able to help him into or help him with. It was this unexpected, fresh beginning for him. But I invite you to notice so often, and we're not wrong necessarily, so often when we read this story, we think this man couldn't walk. He couldn't get himself into the pool. There must've been some thing that kept him from getting up on his own and getting into the pool. I invite you to take a look. Just go on a little scriptural adventure here with me. Take a look at these verses and see if you can see what exactly his ailment was. And if you're looking and looking and looking and you're not necessarily seeing anything, that may be intentional on the part of the author, the part of the writers. The author does not say that he was paralyzed or that he was lame or that he couldn't walk. He just said that this man had been ill for a really long time. What if this man's thing that he has going on, what if this man's thing that kept him from getting into the pool, what if this man's thing that kept him from having other people help him into the pool wasn't actually his physical body? What actually if there's something else happening here that relates really strongly to you and I today as we begin a brand new year? I think that a lot of it revolves around this question that Jesus asked him, do you want to be made well? Now, I put an asterisk there because I wanted to make sure not to forget to say one thing about this. And that one thing is that really often this verse has been misused over the course of the church and in Christian history to say, well, if you don't want it bad enough, then you're not going to get it. Or that somehow this man's faith had kept, or lack thereof, had kept him from being healed. That's not scriptural, and that's not something that we teach around here at Hope. God is going to do what God is going to do in your life, regardless of your desire or your faith. And we see that all throughout scripture as well. So uh, please don't misunderstand that this has anything to do with the man's faith or a lack thereof or something like that. I think what Jesus is asking when Jesus asks, do you want to be made well, is Jesus is really calling attention to something a little bit different than what is going on in this man's life. This man, if I can go back a little bit, in verse seven, right there in the middle, what does, oops, uh, what does the man say? The man says, after Jesus asks, "Would you like to get well?" He says, "Well, I can't. Well, I can't. I have no one to put me. I have no one to help me. I have no people. I can't. It's somebody else's fault that I'm not well. It's somebody else's fault that I can't get into the pool. It's somebody else's fault that I've just been laying here sick for 38 years. This is my story, Jesus. I can't. I can't get well." He didn't even. He didn't answer Jesus' question. He just said, "Well." It's not a matter of I want to, I, I can't. What does Jesus do? Jesus doesn't, <laughs> Jesus doesn't even address it. Jesus says, stand up, get up, take your mat and go. And what happens? This man still has a healing sort of experience, but it's maybe something a little bit different. And where this relates to you and me today, and I think is really kind of crucial as we begin a new year that might have might have more difficulties, dare I say it. Can I knock on wood as a preacher person? Like, can I like show you that I might be slightly superstitious a little bit? Sometimes like, it can't hurt, right? Like, we'll just knock on all the wood. Um, As we begin a new year, 2022, who the heck knows what's gonna happen in this year because we haven't read the terms and conditions yet, people, so who knows? What I would like to call your attention to is a little something called victim mentality. It's something that I know I have symptoms of. I know that it's, so I'm not calling anybody out. I'm not calling myself out. I'm, I'm calling all of us in to a conversation as people of faith, as believers, or, where, or however it is that you might identify on a spectrum of faith or believing, is where is this question that I'm asking you and that Jesus may be asking you is, in this year, do you want to be better? Do you want to have, not just to be better, but do you want to have an unexpected, fresh, new start in your life? If so, we may need to look at a little bit of a blame game thing that we've got going on. So here's some some symptoms of a victim mentality. Um, you know that you might have a little bit of victim mentality uh, if it's a habit for you to blame other people for your problems. Well, I can't, because blah, 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 or like, oh yeah, I'd really love to, blah, 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 but here's this thing that's going on, it's somebody else, blah, blah, blah whatever. You love to tell people your story. Oh, I'd love to tell you all these things that are going on in my life. Let me word, now, I'm not saying you can't word vomit all over people. We need to be in community and share our burdens with one another. But if this is like a habit for you to just tell people the things that you've got going on, there may be a deeper thing that you uh, might want to take a look at or that Jesus might be inviting you to take a look at. Deep down, maybe you believe that you deserve the difficult things that you've got going on. Maybe this one's a little bit different, but maybe you're you're a perfectionist and really, really, really harshly judge yourself when things are not up to the standard that you have set for yourself or that other people may have set for you as well and you really struggle with perfectionism. As a recovering, and I will always be recovering, perfectionist, believe me when I say I deeply understand this. The only way that your life changes is if other people and situations change. Your worth is determined by the extent to which you can get other people to empathize and validate you. You are highly triggerable. (laughs) Just anything will send you, (laughs) my favorite expression is just like out into orbit. Like I tell when something just sends me out into orbit, right, and I am just a goner. Um, If you are highly triggerable, maybe you have a little bit of a victim mentality thing going on. Maybe you think everybody else is happier or more successful than you. Maybe that's part of the perfectionism thing. Or maybe, just maybe, whether you're aware of it or not, shame drives the car of your life. Maybe you and I have some similarities with this man who is sitting beside the pool of Bethesda, hopefully not for 38 years. Excuse me, hopefully that's not the length of time that it takes for us to have an unexpected fresh start. For Jesus to kind of get a hold of things, but however long it takes is however long it takes, right? Um, and so, with all of this in mind, and uh, and with this story that we've looked at, I invite you to turn your attention to the screen and take a look at this clip from the Chosen. There's some artistic liberties that were taken with this, beautiful artistic liberties, I think, in my opinion. Um, and some in the in the you'll see in this clip. The interpreters of the scripture who are making this, I I don't know why words just got so difficult. (laughs) The people who are making this film definitely leaned more into the interpretation that there was something keeping him from physically getting himself into the pool. But that aside, just go ahead and take a look and let this story kind of unfold for you. Shalom. Me. Yes. Shalom. I have a question for you. For me. I don't have... many answers. But I'm listening. Do you want to be healed? We'll get to that later. But my question remains. Will you take me to the water? (laughs) Look, I'm having a really bad day. You've been having a bad day for a long time. I have no one to help me into the water when it's stirred up. And when I do get close, the others step down in front of me. And so... Look at me. Look at me. That's not what I asked. I'm not asking you about who's helping you, or who's not helping. Rose, getting in your way. I'm asking about you. <laughs> I've tried. For a long time, I know. And you don't want false hope again, I understand. But this pool, it has nothing for you means nothing. And you know it. But you're still here. Why? I don't know. You don't need this poor. You only need healed so let's go get up pick up your mat and walk Like he said, don't forget your bed. Why does this matter? Because you're not coming back here. That life is over. Everything changes now. I love how excited Jesus gets when the man stands up. He kind of like looks around, like, whoa. Like I think that God still gets excited, even when God knows a big thing is about to happen, and that God is about to do something big and exciting and unexpected. That God still is like, "Oh my gosh, this is so fun." And I love the other thing that Jesus said is to the man. He said, "You don't need that pool. You just need me." So I invite you to think as we begin this new year and think about the things that we've got going on, the things that we're walking into that we don't know uh, that are going to be happening in this year, the things that we do know are coming around the bend, that thing that you've got in your life that just seems to kind of dog you everywhere you go. I invite you to consider thinking and wondering if maybe that's not something that you need anymore. That maybe Jesus is saying to you, You don't don't need that thing anymore. You don't need this pool. You just need me. One of my favorite verses in all of Scripture is from 2 Corinthians 5. Uh, The Apostle Paul writes to the church in Corinth Anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old is gone, and a new way of life has become. That Jesus makes us new. resolutions and goals and all these really good things in our lives that we do to try to like improve our habits and set um, new standards for ourselves so that we can improve. All that that is really great. Here's the thing that I have learned in my years is that try as I might, none of that necessarily makes my life as good as I think it's going to and or it's not the thing that fixes it all. And I want to Suggest to you and invite you tonight to consider what God might want to unexpectedly do in your life this year that continues to clean out the old and invite you into the fresh and the new. And actually a step beyond that This is like one of the passages in scripture that uh, I feel like you only kind of get into if you're feeling really bold and feisty, and I'm feeling very bold and feisty, especially in the beginning of 2022. I feel like this is a good year to be feisty about. Uh, This verse in Ezekiel uh, chapter 37 is one of my absolute favorites, and um, one of the people on our prayer team shared this with me recently about Revive. And I feel like this is an appropriate place uh, to share this verse with all of you. This might be really familiar. Um, Again, if you want to flip in Bibles or Bible apps to Ezekiel chapter 37, you're welcome to. Ezekiel was a prophet and a kind of weird dude, but like really awesome. Do you have any people in your life like that? You're like, you're awesome. You march to the beat of your own drum. You're still cool, but like, whoa. (laughs) Okay. And Ezekiel was, Zeke maybe, um, Ezekiel was really like that and spoke truth in a lot of ways that people didn't like. Like to hear. And so God would often give Ezekiel messages that were filled with, hey, people of God, you need to change the way that you are behaving and acting and thinking, um, or you're going to bring some really terrible things upon yourself. And they always brought it upon themselves. And then God would always give the prophets, um, like Ezekiel, a word of hope. Like, hey, don't lose hope. Good things are coming. And so Ezekiel, Excuse me, at the very end of chapter 36 says, this is what the sovereign Lord says, excuse me, to the people of Israel. I am ready to hear Israel's prayers. I am ready to increase their numbers like a flock. The ruined cities will be crowded with people once more and everyone will know that I am the Lord. And then the Lord took me, Ezekiel says, "um, and I was carried away by the spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones he led me all around the bones that's, that covered the valley floor. They were scattered everywhere across the ground and were completely dried out. My mom didn't let me like, look at things with skeletons when I was a kid because she thought that they were gross. And Now that I'm older, I'm like, they're not gross, they're cool. It's just like what the insides of our bodies look like, right? But I don't think that I would be excited about seeing a valley that was dry, full of dry bones. Like I'm a Lord of the Rings nut. Like I love Lord of the Rings and it reminds me of this weird scene. I didn't write this, I'm just now thinking of this. If any of you are Lord of the Rings people, cool. If you're not, I'm really sorry. There's a scene at the end of one of the movies. It's either the second one or the third one where somebody goes like this place in this kind of dead city and there's just, he gets involved in like this avalanche of skulls. It's this like terrible, terrible scene. It kind of reminds me of that. Maybe I should have showed that. I'll show it next time I talk about this scripture verse. Um, Anyway, Ezekiel, it was carried to this valley filled with dry, dry bones. They were all completely dried out. There was no life in this valley, not on the bones, not um, on the, the vegetation, whatever. Then God asked me, son of man, can these bones become living people again? Oh Lord, I replied, you alone know the answer to that. Then the Lord said to me, speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, dry bones. Listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I am going to put breath into you. I'm going to make you live again. I will put flesh and muscles on you. I will cover you with skin. I will put breath into you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I spoke this message just as you told me. Suddenly as I spoke, there was a rattling noise all across the valley. The bones of each body came together and attached themselves as complete skeletons. And then as I watched, muscles and flesh formed over the bones. Skin formed to cover their bodies. And then the Lord God gave them breath again. Whatever the thing that you've got going on in your life is, that you think is, is over, is dead, is done, there's no hope there, there's not like a possibility of life there. Maybe that's the part of you that you're like, man, this thing I just can't kick, or this thing that if I could get rid of this thing, it would be really incredible. What I want you to know is that God literally created new beginnings. God literally created the, the ability for, for things that were not just forgotten, not just the things that um, felt like there was no hope there. God literally created everything. And when some things looked like they were beyond hope and dead and so far done that they were just back to dust again, God can begin anything new at any time. And I hope that gives you hope that this God that we worship, that we're gathered here tonight to experience the presence of who knows you, who knows your name, who knows your story, who knows the longings of your heart, who knows the things that you have given up on, the things that you really want, the God who knows all of these things sees you, is aware of that, and has the power to breathe fresh life into you. Not just this year because somehow magically at the beginning of when we flip a page, suddenly that makes things different. But because God is God, God can do anything. God can begin any new thing at any new time and show up in the most unexpected ways. And so I invite you to join me um, in a, just a simple prayer exercise. This is one of my favorite things to do when we're closing Revive is to just kind of get quiet and to get comfortable. And if your weirdometer goes, that's fine. We would love for you to just stay here. I don't think what we're gonna do is super weird. But if you get super weirded out, okay, I'm sorry. Um, I'm gonna invite you to just simply pray in the quietness of your mind and in your heart um, and to consider, are you ready for a fresh beginning? What is the thing in your life that you might feel like not just that you like want, but the thing that feels beyond hope. That might be the thing that God breathes fresh life into, but I want you to know more than that, God just wants to breathe fresh life into you. It's not just about the desires of our hearts um, and the things that we want. God knows those things. God also knows the things that are gonna be even better than those things for us. God wants to revive you, no pun intended. <laughs> God wants to make you new. So I invite you to consider are you ready for a fresh beginning this year? And is there a narrative, maybe a victim mentality, victim narrative thing? Maybe it's full blown, or maybe it's a tiny little seedling, wherever that is, you know. Do you want to exchange that narrative for something different in 2022? So a part of the prayer, um, there's this question on the screen that we're gonna get to. And I just want you to pay attention to this. The question that we're gonna get to is, Jesus, if I give you this thing, what do you have for me instead? And if something comes to mind, awesome. If nothing comes to mind, that's totally fine. Maybe this is the first time all day or all week that you have sat just kind of soaked in the goodness of being here. So I invite you to join me in a word of prayer. God, thank you for the fresh beginnings that you give us. Thank you for the fresh beginnings that you have been giving people for centuries. Thank you for the fresh beginnings that you have been giving people since the beginning of time. God, you have the power, you have the power to do anything you want. So God, as we consider these things that, that we have in our lives that we, that we would love to exchange or get rid of or see something new happen in these areas? God, help us to just kind of see these things in front of us, just in our mind's eye. Maybe you imagine holding your hands out in front of you and kind of seeing something in your hands. Maybe it's something that represents a victim narrative or a victim mentality. Maybe it's something that has really hurt you. Maybe it's a person that's hurt you. A situation that, man, is the worst. God, help us to understand a lie that we have attached to us because of this thing that we're picturing. God, what's the lie that we've been believing about ourselves that is not from you? I'm not blank enough. I'm not seen enough. I'm not worth enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not capable enough. I'm not perfect enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not wise enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not creative enough. I'm not tall enough. I'm not small enough. God, help us to be really clear about the lie that we've been believing. And God, as we picture this thing or identify this thing that's not from you, that's really just sticking to us, that'd be really great if we could get rid of. God, if we could somehow give this thing to you or if you could somehow in your power, take this thing from us, what would be the thing that you would give to me instead? God, would you bring something to mind that's the good thing that you want us to have instead of this thing that we've got going on, the thing that we're clinging to or the thing that's clinging to us? God, if we give you this old thing, this worn-out thing, this thing that is not ours to carry anymore, what do you have for us instead? God, I ask for anybody who's listening to this right now, God, that you would breathe your fresh breath over them, that you'd pour your peace out, your love out, your abundance out, your glory out, your joy out, your goodness, your patience. God, would you pour the goodness of heaven out upon your kids? God, would you give us the strength to give you this thing that we've been hanging on to and the clarity to know what you would be giving us instead if we we're able to give that to you. God, would you fill us with your life? Would you fill us with your peace? Would you free us from the things that have been keeping us captive? God, as we begin this new year, as we begin this new series, as we begin the, this living into this new calendar year, God, would you give us the ability to hear from you in increasing amounts, to experience your love in increasing amounts, so much so that not only does it change us and give us an expected, an unexpected beginning, but God, would you help our workplaces and our teams and our families and our friendship circles and our co-work networks and the people that we know? God, would, would those people be different because we are different too? God, you change us for us, but you also change us for other people. God, would the city of Des Moines, the city of Iowa City, would all of it be different because of you and because of the work that you're doing in our lives? God, we love you. And we lift all this up to you in Jesus' name. And all God's kids said, amen. Let's stand and worship this God that changes our lives. Thanks for listening, everyone. Revive West Des Moines happens every Thursday night at Hope in West Des Moines, and we'd love to connect with you on social media. So find us and let us know where you're listening from. And whenever you're in town, we would love to have you come to Revive and join us live. Peace out, Scouts.